and welcome back to Barney Community College. I'm Derek. And I'm Sting. The wrestler, not the band person. But coincidentally, we're also talking about a band that contains Sting in it today. Yep, we're here to talk about the police. Alright, now that that joke's out of the way, it's the only one I'm going to make. I just... Alright, we're good? I want to get that out of the way? Alright. Yep, yep. Yeah, today we're talking about the short-lived, uh, but... Were they short-lived, though? They were only around for seven, eight years. I mean, that's more than some bands even get close to, though. Well, consider the amount of music they... Well, consider the amount of records they've shown and, like, you know, how much you still hear the music getting played and how... You know, they were all kind of able to form into, you know, successful careers afterwards. I guess that's but, true. I hadn't really considered it. You know, the police is one of the, like, essential 80s rock bands. And they were, you know, they started in 78, pretty much uh, 77, and only really made it until... Uh, 86, 87. Like, when they started falling apart. And even yeah. then... Yeah, their last album was in 83, uh, Synchronicity. Yeah, but they also, they, they did some extensive of... touring for Synchronicity, too, so. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, we, and... uh, we listened to all five albums. We are only going to be talking about four of them, because Regatta de Blanc is boring. <laughs> it's just not a very good album. Uh, yeah, and besides the one that everybody's heard of, I guess there's only really one other hit song on that one, and that's... Message uh, in a Bottle. Well, well yeah. Maybe walking on the moon. You hear that on the radio. Very show. rarely, though. I guess, yeah. Like I said, the bed's too big without you I, was well, a pretty big radio hit too. Surprisingly. Besides, do 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 da do da da, which is significantly <laughs> the worst version of Radio Gaga ever. <laughs> uh, besides that one on uh, Zenyatta Mandata, I don't really think any of those ones get played either. Uh, don't stand, do 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 da 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 da, and don't stand, don't stand. It's also from that one, I guess. I guess I hear "Driven to Tears" occasionally, but probably not. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's start with Atlantos de Amor. So, <laughs> so, what is what are the police? And I think uh, you have this written down as when reggae meets punk and mashes into a new wave. I do want to. I do want to draw a little bit of, not necessarily a line in the sand, but a very vague line in the sand. I don't know <laughs> if these guys ever really scratched in a new wave until like maybe the very end. I definitely think uh, they were mostly like they a reggae if they jam already band. There by, if they weren't already there by uh, Ghost in the Machine, yeah, then I think they, I think they were after Ghost. I think the Ghost Machine in the Machine was probably the turning point because like. It's, Synchronicity also has more new waves. Yeah, and then they're very what would I what I, they're they're very reggae jam with like a little slice of punk. And on this first album in particular, uh it's definitely more that weird kind of reggae punk fusion than anything else. Uh and it is weird. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes <sighs> Like you get like the two minute I, songs and then you get the three minute songs and then you, there's like Masako Tanga is like almost six minutes long and you're like, what the hell's going on, guys? Like there's an identity crisis and, here and like an, and like an instrumental. Yeah. You know, like, 
How many punk bands do instrumentals? None. Um, the police could definitely be said to have one of the most distinctive styles. Because I can't think of another band that you so immediately think if you were to say, oh, they're, you know, they're a reggae rock or reggae punk. Sublime. Reggae fusion. Sublime, maybe. But, you know, if you were to do, like, I can't let, like, the police to me are a perfect example of, they are the example if you were like, oh, what is a what is a reggae rock sound? Yeah, like? that's fair. Uh, message in a bottle, you know, like, um, there wasn't really anybody playing this kind of sound uh, at the time. Well, and the, occasionally they have these sparks of like really interesting tonality and music direction. Like, "Truth Hits Everybody" is probably my favorite song off of. Atlando's Diamore because like but it's also one of my favorite police songs because um, it's just it's just a little different than the rest right mm-hmm. and then I guess Be My Girl that's, Sally that's... is okay but it's I don't know it's a little the issue and I I, th- I don't I don't want to harp on this because I have a feeling we're going to say this a lot the issue with a lot of police songs is if you cut out the reverb hook or the recitation of the hook into ad infinitum. Uh, each of these songs could be cut down by like a minute to a minute. <laughs> <laughs> or if, or yeah, that part where really we have, the, uh, where we have sting going, like a lot of them hey! really live and die on how much you love the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, like, uh, you know, it, it surprises me again, how good this, uh, this first album is and why we're kind of low on, uh, regatta de Blanc is, uh, I think they had a case of the sophomore slump because most of this album would end up being in their live set. Uh, like, again, you start with the first three songs, Next to You, So Lonely, and Roxanne, and that's like instant strong start. Yeah, Hole in My Life is okay. Um, I wasn't really sold by it. Peanuts is f- fine. Peanuts is a funny little it's, song. It's right? interesting because it's jaunty. <laughs> um can't stand losing you is obviously a classic i like i said i actually really really like truth hits everybody Truth hits everybody. um uh, born in the 50s is actually pretty all right too. yeah born in the 50s is i don't really care i don't really care for be my girl it's okay uh, yeah it, it would be fine if it were about three minutes shorter because man that that hook thing so, towards the end of it goes on for what <laughs> One thing that really pisses me off is there's some kind of I don't know if it was a fan like edit or if there's some kind of like weird version of So Lonely out there that has this extended intro that's really good and it drives me insane that I can't find it again. But So Lonely is one of my favorite police songs. Um, next to you, I also think I don't know how much that one gets played on like the radio. Probably not. But I think that one's a really, really strong. I think one. originally it, it got played a lot, and I think that one's also kind of a weird song. I think relative to some of those, whereas Roxanne is one of their like bona fide like hits. Like well, Roxanne is, I think, widely considered the police song of choice, along with. 
God, I don't know. It's probably one of the most recognizable rock every songs in, in history. And we'll get to every breath you take. Wait, do you mean the, the Biggie Smalls one, or the Puff Daddy one or the... Uh, <laughs> no? Yeah. All right, I tried. Yeah, uh, so we are pretty much skipping Regatta de Blanc. Uh, except to say Message in a Bottle is amazing. Message in a Bottle is fantastic. It is a great song. There's... Um, you know, and I, I once again, I think we're, I think we've kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Where do you enter into the police story? When did I, I radio in the early nineties? <laughs> like, I don't think Dad was ever really like Dad. My Dad was a huge influence on a lot of my music um, growing up, uh, and then other people have influenced me since. But uh, I don't know if he was a massive police fan or a Sting fan. My mom liked Sting solo stuff. A lot. So, like, I know more of his solo stuff than I am abreast of the police situation. I listened to a little bit of Sting's solo stuff before uh, before we did this. And I don't, like, I don't know. It's not really my, it's not just to my taste. He has a couple of songs that are incredibly strong, and then there's a lot of it that is just the... He's very, he's a lot mellow. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Like, that's the... Like that's that's kind of the big that's kind of my big. He's he's the Enya of rock. <laughs> a lot of this stuff isn't really that rock. No, it's it's think. more like I mean, singer with well, accompaniment. Yeah, rock, yeah, singer singer with friends. Um. So, uh, the first time I can remember hearing a police song was in Guitar Hero Two. Was that next to you? No, Message in a Bottle. Oh, that's right. Too. Rock Band had next to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved that song. And the Police was actually one of the first bands that I, in like, kind of looked up and investigated. Um, I, you know, I. I think they're the kind of thing where, and again, like I said, I don't really care for Sting much on his own, but I go back to the police on a pretty consistent basis uh, and kind of keep some of their stuff in my rotation. Um, especially, I, I think, as album listening, I think they're very, very strong. Um, but uh, they have a, and, you know, again, they, I think they've had a really strong, like, still. I don't know if you'd call it a cult following because they were, you know, they were, you know, they had number one hit songs. Yeah, like I don't, they, I don't know if a cult. They were one of the, they're one of the best selling musicians of all yeah, time. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think they know had if, groupies. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't really know if know. they are like. Yeah, the, I don't know if I would say cult following. I'd love to know what, what exactly like their legacy is, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, they're not like Led Zeppelin where people still listen to Led Zeppelin and, you know, they're like, they're kind of enshrined as one of the biggest rock groups ever. I think they um, could probably be attributed with a lot of mainstream acceptance of fusion rock. I don't necessarily think that that's a great hat to hang your, or a great rack to hang your hat on, but I think it's still important musically, but I don't think it's, it's really necessarily an acclaim. Mm-hmm. Now, and the way they all came together is kind of interesting. Cause, um, 
Sting and uh, Stuart Copeland kind of met doing another, like, trying to get together another band. Um, and they had this third, and they were working with this other guitarist, and they brought in Andy Summers, who was a session musician at the time, and had basically spent, like, had basically been working in music for, like, years at that point. He's actually like considerably older than the other two. I think he's like 10 years older. Um, so Summers is like Summers joins the band and then they kick the other guy out because they like the guy who was more or less the one who kind of put them all together and they just became the police after that. But it's still um, or the original guitarist out, but it's still I I think it's an interesting thing. And they, you know, a lot of bands have those kind of like, you know, they're they're kind of legendary rise stories, but it seems like the police just kind of immediately gelled in a way that worked because it was only a year later when they were they decided to finance an album and uh, put it out. Um, which is how we got Outlandus Dia Moore. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, I guess, to their later stuff uh, when we get into Zenyatta Mandata, which is... I think one of the legendarily like absurd rock album names that people decide they want to reference for no other reason than it sounds funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent. It has the it has the distinction of inspiring not just an Overwatch character, but also a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure characters. Yes. In fact, two, in two, fact, two. I was gonna say, yeah. At least the highest honor uh, we, rock the highest honor can, we can bestow. And this one is, I, you know, I really think uh, Regatta Blanc and Zenyatta Mandata are both very much more of the same. But you have some, you have a few flashes of, uh, I think, kind of the evolving style here. And that's mostly in um, uh, some of the stuff on the second half. So how do you feel about Zenyatta Mandata? So, side A... Side A, I think, is, for the most part sort of same same like this this is a lot of this stuff is still in regatta de blanc key um like don't stand so close to me sounds pretty much like the last two albums driven to tears i think is i just don't like the song what a gr- what a great chorus. it is but I I just, it really doesn't they never build the song to anything that i really like like the chorus is it's 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 very it's it's a much more um for most of it, it's definitely more down, like not downbeat, but because it's hard to describe a downbeat police song. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not really between. sure what that means. You're like, so they only play the guitar in like halftime. Yeah, but it's it's a little it's a little more subdued. Yeah, and especially it, comparatively. Uh, and then, um, but I I actually really like Drew into Tears. I just I um, don't. I never can bring myself to like. I don't hate the song, but I don't. I just don't really like it. Uh, don't stand so close to me is like it. I again, I think this is one of the bigger police songs, but it's not really one that I particularly love. Um, I'm fine with it. And it's mostly just, because it it doesn't. It, I don't really think it has any teeth. No, to it. it really doesn't. Um, when the world is running down, you make the best of what's still around. 
It's fine. Which is a really long, which is a really long course. But again, I kind of like. Yeah, it. It, this one, this one's okay. It's fine. I don't, I'm not mad about it. I just this is this is the thing. <laughs> I'm not. Mad. Yeah, like <laughs> my litmus test for the police is either hate it or I'm not mad at it. And there are very few things. <laughs> it, it's a very small variance. Because like Canary in a Coal Mine, I, I, really, really like it. I love the instrumentation on it, but the song. This is a this is a downbeat police. Yeah, song. but there's like this is a. It's kind of got this weird haunting quality. To a little it. bit, this yeah. Is, it's this is I think what what I mean when we get into. A, this is a new wave song and not really, uh, not really a reggae, a reggae song. fusion. Yeah. yeah, like, and Canary in a Coal Mine is... It's definitely not a punk song. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, you get Driven to Tears and Win the World, and then you get Canary in a Coal Mine, which is essentially just a punk riff song that has the chorus 15 times. Um, it, It's it's definitely one... I think it's probably one of their fastest songs, too. Like, as far as, like, the instrumentation, how fast they're playing. Um... And then we get into voices inside my head. Nah. I will also agree with them. Nah. Nah. But then we get to Bombs Away, which is a very Bombs. lyrically interesting yeah, Bomb, song. Yeah, there's a lot going on in Bombs Away, and we could probably take up 30 or 40 minutes just deducing that, because there's a lot <laughs> going on in that fucking song. Criticism of imperialism, but also criticism of foreign totalitarianism. And it's a it's a it's a funky little song too. It's got a it's got a hop to it that you're not really prepared for. Like the the lyrics belie how upbeat the rest of the track is. You know, this one's more of a pump song in spirit than necessarily, which is really weird. Style. Yeah, it's very anti-establishment. Although it's not really musically intoned that way. It's not what you would think as a punk song. Although the lyrics are absolutely a punk song. Like, this is one of those things like Henry Rollins or the Dead Kennedys would have sung in a different key, right? Yeah, this does feel like a Dead Kennedy <laughs> song. Yeah, this is, this is a fucking Dead Kennedy song. It's just weird. Um, side two, you've got... King DDD. Which, classically, I've always hated this song, so I have nothing good to say about it. Carry on, Derek. Uh, I kind of like the beat, but yeah, the name's kind of dumb, and the the actual. Uh, this is one that when it comes on the radio, it's fine. I don't know if I it's it's actually one I would seek out, but I do I do like it. Okay, oh, I'll fight you. Then we get to behind my camel. This is a weird fucking is, song. So this one's actually. Um, I want to say all of the instrumentation was basically done by Andy Summers on this one because Sting hated it. Uh, in fact, he hated it so much he took the master tape and buried <laughs> it on, <laughs> in the backyard of the studio. That shit's uh, they, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy Summers had to go out back and dig it up. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. He well, and Sting doesn't do the bass on this. It's actually Andy no. Andy Summers, Summers does everything bass. on this track. I think. Yeah. I think and Copeland he, does drums. He, he doesn't know. I think they actually got a drum machine to do the oh, drums. Jesus, I, I don't even. Think Andy, Copeland's what have you it. done? 
Andy has taken control. And this is actually, well, it's also, I think, won a Grammy for the best instrumental. Of, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think it did. It <laughs> what a weird fucking thing. This, this like, And the, the song itself is, the song itself is trippy. It's like a, dare I say, nightmarish sounding. Yeah, it, it cacophony. I guess it's got a little bit of that going on. Yeah, it's it is a uh, it is very unique, it's distorted and strange. You have the and, and not even very long either, but it's like it feels very experimental. This song like feels a... like it's about thirty minutes longer than it is. <laughs> like this song is sort of how twenty twenty works. Like twenty twenty has gone on for seventeen years, and so does behind my camel. Um, and then we get to man in a suitcase, and probably the biggest tonal shift in any of these albums, <laughs> man in a suitcase, which is interesting. Well, in the same way, in the same, uh, um, <laughs> in the same way that like, uh, this is the same album that has <laughs> d do 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 da 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 da. Like this is a way more upbeat, goofy song but what if, coming right. What if like, the police invented right, the Gore, the Great stranger. Gourmet Race theme song? <laughs> <laughs> now I want a jazz fusion remix of Gourmet Race. Who I guarantee you it exists. I that song has been remixed so many times in so many different ways. It doesn't exist anymore in its natural form. Um. Man in Suitcase is then, a weird uh, fucking song. <laughs> I get it. It's another one of those ones where, uh, all right, we have our little verse, uh, chorus, little verse, chorus, and then we're just gonna repeat the, <laughs> repeat the chorus ad nauseum until you <laughs> until the next song. Starts. Yeah, and it's just the and that's the I mentioned this earlier, but this it's not even two and a half minutes long. I know. Like, this is the thing about a lot of early police songs, and when I say early, I mean first three albums, that you get hit by this sort of formula that they had done, which is, like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, except the choruses, the verses are always really short in the beginning, and then they get longer as it goes, or vice versa, but the chorus is just over, and over, and over, and over, and then they get to the last, like, 45 seconds of the song, and truth is for like 45 minutes and i'm like son of a a couple sweet guitar riffs and some crazy drumming like it's just it's so much at the end of each of these songs to have to go that deep into the chorus again i just it wilds me out it boggles my mind so what do you what do you feel about the last two songs i don't don't especially care for the other way of stopping like shadows Uh, of the rain the rain i think yeah it's fine the other way of stopping is like they should honestly keep copeland away from writing (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he did give us bombs away, but then he gave us the other way of stopping, and I was very upset about that. <laughs> it's always very interesting um, hearing the solo stuff on these, because... So, and again, the police are... If, if the story about Sting burying uh, his t- his tapes in the yard like gives you an in, in, any indication, these, these three were kind of like... Not so much 
almost at each other's throats in the making of these albums, like for, for their entire run of the police. Initially, they were kind of always at it over something. Um, which is interesting because, uh, and like, cause sting is usually the one who's the credited songwriter for most of these songs. Um, but I mean, he kind of has this perfectionist, like, thing going um but then you get a lot of these a couple of these other songs that are written by the solo ones and they're usually very very different and weird than the like the police style tm i like how you had to add the tm yeah (laughs) it's just weird because like out of all three of the first albums there's like what a collection of six songs that might be good out of 30 30 odd i mean like most of this stuff i find very listenable um i don't know how much more than once though (laughs) i didn't realize this would be a hard one for you or maybe i don't think it was necessarily hard i just i it's one of those things where like you have an idea of a band and you may not have gone into their catalog very deep and like the more I listened to the police, the more I was just like, I'm not upset with them. I'm just disappointed. Because like the police had immense amounts of talent between the three of them, both in writing and and extreme, yeah, like, like ridiculous amounts of talent. So for like Zenyatta Mandata and Regatta de Blanc to have happened the way they did is just kind of like loosely disappointing. Like. I don't know, it was just too much samey out of them for eight years, almost. I don't know. I could just be being too critical of them, because, like, the the nostalgia or the rose-tinted glasses or whatever, but... Well, that's me. I mean, you know, I have a... I, I like the police a lot. I think they're awesome, but it's sort of like a... It, like... I don't even think I could tell you why I really love the police, besides... Oh, they were one of the first... Uh, rock and roll bands I really got into. <laughs> um, but I find them very listenable in the same way that I find Led Zeppelin very listenable. I guess that's true. Like I said, I, I could just be I would, being significantly more critical of them than I am intending. I just, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Okay, Okay, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm okay, Dad. <laughs> so, uh, here comes the weirdness. So, uh, we were holding off on the New Wave title until about this album, Ghost on the Machine. Yeah, this is their, uh, this is released in 81. This is, this one you hear, this one you would actually probably hear on the radio a bit because it's got, Every little thing she does is magic. <coughs> and um, Spirits in the Material World, which both received massive and, amounts of radio play. And of course, Demolition. With there. Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Oh, no, the, so here's the song, the, not the... Okay. Yeah, 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 different Demolition Man. Although, that su- although Sting did do a new version of Demolition Man for Demolition Man. Correct. It, it also... Uh, and he originally wrote the song for Grace Jones. Yes, I was going to say Grace Jones has also done a version of it that was very good. 
So I was going to say between the between Grace Jones, Sting, the police, <laughs> what is your favorite version of Demolition? I would probably say Grace Jones. I like her version a lot. That's very fascinating. That's very fascinating. So like I don't I'm, I think I think I like the police version of Demolition Man the least. Interesting, too. I don't know. There's just there's something very different about the three I versions. Feel like, I feel like they're all ironically feel very different despite being the same song and having sharing on one of them the same creator. Well, I mean, it's the difference between uh hurt from johnny cash and hurt from nine inch nails like they're just spiritually different songs well and like with sting doing it solo again for for the movie he take you know it's still a rock song which is not like necessarily most stings work it's still 100 percent a rock song oh yeah but he throws in like a bunch of big band elements he has this like the big soul singer like kind of duetting parts of it with him um, and it's like, you know, it's very like amped up and like, I, I almost say like, it's like a, it's, it's kind of it's like, it's got a, a couple like of it, like it, really good build points. It's got like a, it's got like a spark plug up. Yeah. Place. A little like bit. It's energized. It, and it, um, whereas like the, the police version is more subdued, but it's a much more, uh, at the same time, it's like, I, you care a lot more about the guitar riff. I think it's especially. I think it's the most consistent version of the so- of the song. Is I guess is what I will say is the police version. Well, it makes the it makes that very basic again the very basic guitar riff that do 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 like that one is most that is most prevalent or most like it's at the bless you. <laughs> You just heard him bless me, and you don't know why. Um, I was muted. He did not hear. But, uh, yeah, and de- on <laughs> the Please version of Demolition Man is very strong. It would probably be my favorite if I had to pick one. Um, the Grace Jones one is very different, too, uh, and she has a whole different energy, but it's definitely not a bad version of the song. It's It's its own thing. No, I, I I tend to like Grace Jones a lot. So when she does stuff and I, I like, you, you know, I don't really have any um, any real exposure to Grace Jones outside of this song. Honestly. Oh, really? Oh, boy. Well, we'll have to I guess we'll have to fix that at some point. She's got a, have to fix she's got a pretty good discography. Does that include being in uh, 007? <laughs> Jane yeah, Bond? absolutely. Um, so we, we, same one with Christopher Walken, same one with Christopher Walken, you were correct. We, uh, we jumped ahead again a little bit, but that's also because Demolition Man has a very odd energy about it. So, um, it's also long. It's like just six minutes. I think it's, I think it's their longest song. So, uh, the Ghost of the Machine opens up with Spirits in the Material World, which is probably very out of, very, very out of sync with i think the the other police songs up to this point oh absolutely Absolutely. very subdued Uh, again they kind of do the same trick where they have the um they kind of have the same trick where uh where you know the spirits in the material world is repeated ad nauseum but the 
the actual structure of the song otherwise it's is, very interesting and i think they've is way less is way more subdued yeah way, and like, i think musically it's a very different song. lacking well it lacks percussion yeah a little bit kind of um, um every little thing she does is magic every yeah you again a very different yeah. song compared to like where they were honestly i would say that every little thing she does is magic that might be the first pop song they wrote i was gonna say it feels more in line with some of sting's own like discography than most of what the rest of the place yeah i I get that feeling and it's it is a very pop song uh again uh pretty spare on instruments for most part you have that synthesizer riff that's really it's i like the I like the the pacing of the song because like they bring it up to the chorus and then you hear that like that that bump that they do like right before that where it's just like you just hear the drum stop it has a good yeah it it really does for it being like probably the poppiest song the police have ever performed it's a very interesting like jump like it's 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 kind of like a Van Halen trick almost, uh, and I always thought that was really interesting because you don't hear that in just about any other song they've ever done. Uh, what else? And then we get Invisible to Sun, Invisible which Sun. Is another. Uh, this one's like this one reminds you kind of reminds me of Behind My Camel, and it's kind of yeah. droney <laughs> distorted guitar stuff. Uh, I like this one. It's it's, it's okay. I'm not. I, again, not mad at it. Uh, not really a rock song. No, very well. But... This is the point where the police—you kind of get into the run of uh, a lot of these things are "quote unquote" not really rock songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you get a uh, the song's fine. I like it. I just I'm not. A, I guess I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. I, like I will listen to it, but it's definitely not on the top of my re-listen to the police you know tour album or anything um hungry for you Jurat toujours femme to toi oh this one's in french uh, it is oh, in no. french uh the song's also pretentious like french uh no i'm kidding it's fine i don't well when you when you have such other it's fun oh it's funny because what the first two albums are also in yes. french atlanta's deal more which is like outlaws of love or something and um regatta de blanc which is white reggae right white reggae new york city (laughs) yeah i don't it's i don't really remember this one besides it besides some of the lyrics being in french it's it's just it's got that that weird switchback that sting does in some songs where like i don't know it the 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 lyric tonal shifts are kind of interesting, but it's not a great song. Uh, then you got Demolition Man, which is it's Demolition Man. We already talked about it, which is amazing. Uh, side two is not great, but oh, what you don't like Omega? I was going to say, but Andy Summers has redeemed himself by writing Omega Man. Um. Yeah, this one. Well, this one is oddly enough more in the police wheelhouse standard yeah. line, but. But it's a really good example of that. No, no, very, very much so. So, like, too much information is okay. Rehumanize yourself, I'm not a big fan of. I like One World Not Three is fine. 
I was going to say, I think Rehumanize Yourself is all right. Too much information is all right. One World is honestly a pretty strong Yeah, I think I like outside game. of Omega Man, it's probably the carry for the side then, two. Them two are both really good. Honestly, <clears throat> Secret Journey is, again, like solid. Uh, hard for me to describe why I like that one, but it's all right. It's fine. Darkness is... Darkness is another experimental track, and it. I, I you know I like behind my camel, but I don't really care for darkness at all. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so this is where things get weird. So by the point synchronicity <laughs> comes out, the police are pretty much over it. Um, but they're also, I think they were in the middle point, of tour. They're also at this point at their most successful. Oh, absolutely. This, this album goes number one in both the U S and England. Yeah. This, this album goes um, batshit. Every breath you take becomes one of the best selling singles ever. Um, somebody once, I think, I think there's an estimation that a full fourth of the profits <laughs> that sting and the police have made, um, come from every breath you take. Oh, I totally believe that. Well, because they also get royalties because of the the Puff Daddy cover too. Oh, that makes and sense. And that was a that was a massive massive hit when it came out. So, are you a synchronicity one or two kind of guy? Um, there is a wrong answer. I just I want to remind you. I like synchronicity too a little. Good more. man. I like synchronicity one. It's, it's fine, fine, but it's synch- very, synchronicity, again, it's very standard, yeah, but synchronicity it- two is such a cool ass fucking song though. So, um, obviously the, the album opens with synchronicity one. Um, this is, this is standard police fodder. It's not outstanding, but it's not bad. Synchronicity. Synchron- it is a, it is a very, <laughs> if there's any, if there's any song of theirs that has a weird ear. Oh yeah. Quality, this, it, it's this, this, this is it's just from how it's just how sting sings. Synchronicity. Yeah. This is, this is the one where sting gets in your head. Uh, walking in your footsteps is okay. Um, I don't really have a, a lot of the, a lot of this album specifically aside out of like three tracks. I'm like very, Blase blah on it. I was gonna say the the second half of significantly this album stronger. It's is, is considerably better. Uh, than the oh first my god! Half. Although I will say, oh my god is a is a. I'm surprised this one's credited to Sting because it's, it's a very different out. It, this is probably the weirdest song Sting ever wrote. Period. That only credited yeah. to him. Like th- this one's um, very weird. At least I, I'd have to listen to the rest of Sting's discography, but it's definitely for the police. Anyway. Absolutely. Whereas, let's talk about the next two oh, songs, God. which are really fucking weird. So uh, this is uh, this is sort of musically, this is yeah. kind of where you see the band on the outs because, like, you can sort of feel it in between. Oh my God, Mother and Miss Gradenko. This is where everybody sort of wrote their own thing. And you can tell that the other two guys really aren't into him as much anymore. Mother, you know what song this reminds me of? Mother by Danzig? Institutionalized. (laughs) Because it's I think, honestly, I think that song takes a very big cue from this one. (laughs) Were you going to say Mother by Pink Floyd? (laughs) No, there's there's a Danzig one too. Oh, not the no. That one. That's so far away from. 
<laughs> Mother! Oh, no, you children not to walk way. my own way here. Anyway. Uh, um, but this song, this song has Mother's like, fucking weird. What is that? It has Sting fucking like Sting speaking a bunch of the lyrics and it gets very weird and awkward because he kind of like screams them out. It sounds like he's having an argument with so somebody. So this is slam poetry before it got popular. If I were going to describe it as anything. <laughs> it does sound kind of like slam it is, poetry. It's just a, it's but fucking like, weird. It's just kind of caterwauling at this oh, point. Oh, catters love walls. Uh, <laughs> then we have... Whereas Miss Gradenko is... This is a, this one's another kind of like... A, well, it's weird because it's standard in that it's actually kind of poppier and reggae, reggae rock, but it's not really like... Uh, for one, it's very... For one, it's too short, but it's... Like to really feel like it gets anywhere... It just feels inconsequential. Like, nothing in the song really ever builds to anything that I care about. It just sort of exists for the sake of existing. Which is fine, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then you, we, we get to dig into Synchronicity 2, which is probably, like, my second favorite song off of this album. It's the police. The police at their most prog rock yeah. sounding. Like th this is a very unique song for them. Because the lyrics are very strong. It's kind of like, uh, to me, it feels like it's describing a breakdown somewhere. Yeah, just kind of things stop working. Um, but it doesn't even really have like a, like a chorus. Um, it's very far away from the normal. Very, very. It's many miles away from the normal uh, <laughs> from the police standard, but I actually do like this one. Yeah, I know this one's good. I I like some of the strongest singing from Sting. Oh yeah. Like, this is that. Well, and, and I, I would say Sting is again, not counting his solo career on the police themselves. It's a kind of singing that I'm okay with, uh, but I, I imagine he is also kind of a like, kind of like something that you either love or hate yeah but this one i think he's very strong on uh you get the every breath you take which everybody has heard uh too many times you better not play it at your wedding oh we'll play it at my goddamn wedding um i'm <laughs> kidding my my entire wedding was all covers all covers of every breath you take yes uh, no, there, there, there wasn't a a song done by the original artist in my playlist for the wedding because I was in charge of the music. <laughs> oh no, it's pretty good actually. Emily came out to. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, there was a. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the group. It's a string quartet, Vitamin String Quartet version of Kanye West's "Flashing Lights," which is actually <laughs> really, really interesting to listen to. But uh, yeah, that's that's how weird things got. So, what did you come out to? I don't remember. I'm sure I had something. I just don't remember what it was. Um. But yeah, shit, every know. breath you, but every breath you take is, it's a very strong song. It's again, very strong singing by Sting. Um. This one has a lot of additional, um, this one, it feels like has a lot of additional 
production on it. Yeah, this is this is probably um, one of this is probably the police's most produced song. And also again very poppy, which kind of explains why it got so big, but it's a creepy song. A little bit. You could kind of like yeah, you could you could really kind of write you could write an essay on this song. Um because it's even the and again, it's it has elements of the traditional police structure, but it's a strong chorus. Uh, it doesn't, it sticks in your head, but it's, it lands just the right way. And there's no, the whole song itself is subdued enough that you never, you know, it never really picks up too much. And I think that's, I think that's one of the things about Copeland and uh, Summers that is sort of overlooked uh, for the band as a whole is that, sometimes they just do a very, very good job of not standing out compared to, compared to sting, which is unfortunate because they're both very, very yeah, I, strong I think, musicians. Honestly, that that's the biggest downfall of the police for the most part is that you have three ridiculously competent musicians and it, it's really just a sting vehicle. Most of the time, um, as long as you don't let summers write a song, I think everything's fine. Well, and and that's the thing where, and that's why that's part of why I love Demolition Man so much is it feels like they're all working together really yeah. well on that one, and they all like because the guitar is insane, the you know the drums are very fast, and you know are you know meant to kind of keep up with that like manic, or you know they're trying to keep up a very manic rhythm so that you keep the tension up on that song. Yeah, it's just it's just a great ride. It's just fun. Um Next um, up, but every breath you take is very, yeah, was very strong. Next song up, we have King of Pain. Uh, my favorite police song, period. Oh, yep. really? Love King of Pain. Um, it's just got such a cool ass feel to it. Like, it's such an interesting, and like, this one is, um, this one's Jungian in nature, because like Sting is fascinated with Carl Jung, which is uh, a lot of people don't know, but you know you could also read Ghost in the Machine, uh, which gets into it. Um, I think he wrote it right after him and his wife, his first wife, broke up, and uh, it's just really interesting to see sort of the breakdown of sting because this is probably this might be the most emotional song sting wrote in the police like period that's not every breath you take because that one's sad for different reasons i don't know i really <laughs> like king of pain like a lot um again i can't love this song because it doesn't I'm gonna fucking fight you. Like the guitar is very spare. I do like it. It's just it's not a police song. It's a sting song. Yeah, I wonder if this was one that he would have played that he would have played like his own shows. He did a lot. This was this one saw a lot of uh, airtime post police. Um, then we get wrapped around your finger. Uh, very subdued. Yeah, song. very like. <clears throat> Uh, it's like a to me. This is like the most um, not police song. 
No, I wasn't going to say that. This is, I think, actually the most intimate song that they have because it's oh, yeah. very. I can agree with that. Very sensual. I like the, very sensual. Um, but again, it brings out the oils and it massages them into your breasts. But again, My breasts. pretty spare instrumentation, lots of synthesizer. I kind of like it. So, and here's uh, I kind of like that. And this is the it, thing since like Ghost of the Machine that I'm always kind of finicky about when it comes to the police. Some synthesizer use is fine. I I think it's kind of crutchy on some songs, and it kind of bothers me on this one. That was the style. I get time. it, but it's just like they had the talent to not do it, and they did it anyway, and it just it weirds me out. Uh, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. Well, it's like imagine if like Eddie Van Halen <laughs> was like, man, I don't play the fucking guitar. Like the dude could play. I'm gonna do, it, do anyway. it anyway. Like he could play a mean ass guitar. Imagine be like, no, just have a computer write that part. You're like, it just it loses something. I don't know what, but it, it just. It feels less than it could have been. It lacks some of the authenticity. It Maybe. feels less. It feels like there is something less uh, real about it. I don't know. I just well, because I, I mean, I get that. It's like when we talk about. Uh, it's it's that kind of I. It's it's why you know people like heavy metal, punk, and uh, that '70s '60s rock and roll is it doesn't sound overproduced it's very, very like raw. genuine yeah. you know you feel the you feel the kind of imperfection in some of the um and the kind of janky way some of the guitars sound especially with distortion up you know yeah i guess that's true it's part of the fun i hadn't i hadn't i hadn't um, really put that much thought into it i just i like just thinking about it right now is sort of what sparked that um because it's a good song. It just, it's very... Oh, I, I like it a lot. It's, it's just, just very not, different. It could never be my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I think it, it could have a lot more going for it, I think, if it had been approached in production a little different. But I, I can't deny that it was a hit. It just, I feel like it was sort of a missed opportunity, I guess. And T in the Sahara, which is... um. I, this one's another, this one I think is, uh, this is about a book actually. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Uh, but it's like, which by the way, this one has Sting on the Oboe. Yeah. I hope you're. Yeah, it does. This is a weird ass fucking song. <coughs> he also plays the Oboe on Mother. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know how to feel about this one. I don't particularly care. For it's it. weirdness that I don't really need from the police at the end of their career, essentially. <laughs> and then you've got uh, what used to be the bonus track, uh, "Murder by Numbers," which is fine. I actually, I, I like "Murder by Numbers." Um, it's an interesting song, I guess, is what I should say. Interesting, yes. I'm trying to remember. There's one song on this that has kind of a Middle Eastern like ring to it is it that one or is it a different one uh if i remember i'd have to listen to it again because i haven't listened to it in like a week might be walking in your footsteps i'm it's one it's one or the other i don't remember off the top of my head like the biggest issue with trying to digest all of the police in two weeks is that it all really kind of blends together and i forget where certain parts are versus others (laughs) anyway uh 
It just hasn't stopped playing in the back of my head for the last hundred hours. That's the thing is when you said synchronicity, and I was like, synchronicity, sync. Another day invincible. Nothing is impossible. Like, what a goofy, what a goofy song, but I love it. That's the honestly, synchronicity was a very unique album for its time, especially. It was. I like. I like this. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I would probably honest. It's. See, and again, it's very hard, I think, uh, to break down favorite albums. Cause no, I I, honestly, I would definitely put Synchronicity honestly, up real high for The Police. Or are you talking, like, albums of all time? Well, uh, I, I mean, just, uh, just, just amongst oh, them. Oh, Synchronicity is easily my top one. I, would... I, think I, I think I might actually put Ghost in the Machine, like, either tied with it or maybe slightly ahead. And then I think I do probably their first. Yeah, I think album, I, I do it the other slightly two different. I do synchronicities and Yada Madonna and then Ghost in the Machine. But then yeah, the other two are just sort of. So, and by this point, after after they toured for Synchronicity in '83 and '84, the band has fucking exploded. So at this point, Sting decides he wants to make a solo record. The other two kind of get involved with other projects, and they they go on like kind of a hiatus, and they start putting together a greatest hit, you know, a greatest hits stuff, and you know, considering trying to put together their next album, but they never really they never really agreed to anything else. Um, they, um, you know, and they they broke up for almost. 20 years or no for more than 20 years but they they reignited reignited they reunited in 2007 to do a tour um which is one of the best which is one of the highest grossing tours ever the 2007 police tour uh and they've all you know and they went back into retirement after that i mean i i think sting was still making do you want to hear something absolutely insane about Stuart copeland he did the soundtrack for Spyro. He did all of the soundtracks for Spyro. Yeah, for the first three Spyro no, games. No, no, he's done it for all of them. All, of, all them? of them? He did Spyro 1, 2, 3. He did Enter the Dragonfly and the Reignited trilogy, which is with the new remastered tracks. Fuck. Yeah. He also did the, the newest Alone in the Dark game, which did not do too well. He's also done film scores like fucking crazy. He also did the Amanda show. <clears throat> he did do the Amanda show theme. So he did uh, Highlander 2 soundtrack, <laughs> which is widely considered a failure. Uh, he did Minute Work with Emilio Estevez. Uh, what else is really good? Surviving the Game, Rapa Nui. What else? I think that's about it as far as things you would remember. He did the soundtrack for Good Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had him on call at Nickelodeon. Yeah, I guess I guess they had something. Yeah, because she's all that. He did the soundtrack for. He did the the sound production for. Uh, he worked with Peter Gabriel on Red Rain. I know, right? What a that's really yeah, cool. what a weird thing. Yeah, so he's so like what yeah, what a what a dude. So Copeland has done uh quite a bit. Um Summers has <coughs> done uh 
also film composing, including Rumblefish. Yep. There's a oh, there's a there's a song called "Don't Box Me In" on that one. That's very police sounding. I yes. can't remember if they actually did it, but I think it's just him. Uh, it's actually Copeland and Stan Ridgeway. Yes. Wow. Wow. What a fucking wow. That's a hell of a link. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> he also did the soundtrack for The Craft and Weekend at Bernie's. Did he do Weekend at Bernie's? Oh <laughs> God! He's done a couple of album stuff. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Although the weirdest thing being is like, hey, you know, Copeland did the entire Spyro the Dragons. <laughs> Track. <laughs> it's not it's not as, <coughs> it's not as wild as that i will say but honestly i, res- yeah, I respect I mean, that and, and dude of course, sting, yeah, oh yeah sting sure sting's the, the king's a fucking soft rock legend Who cares about sting oh he also did the music for uh he well he was on the the emperor's new groove until they massively retooled it to only having one of his songs yes. uh his wife actually made a documentary about the making of uh the emperor's new groove that disney will not let you see it is impossible to get through legal channels which is absolutely crazy which is astounding like absolutely astounding that that exists i i'm gonna have to track that down one day. oh i'm sure we can find it it's not that hard um but yeah uh yeah they've all done pretty well for themselves <laughs> i will say uh, and like I say that they're one of the great, like, short-lived big impact bands. Yeah, I I would agree with that. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, when we started this and I, I, I've been thinking about it, you know, nine, eight, nine years is a pretty okay run. And they all, you know, and it's not like a horror story with some other rock groups where, you know, they broke up and they all, like, you know, had to go back to their day job. They all did really well after. Yeah, that, so that, that's like, very unique in rock bands. I will say that. <laughs> um, but the police had a you know a pretty big influence. Um, like the, I can't speak to whether or not they maybe ushered you know more of an audience into listening to reggae. Yeah, uh, I don't. There was already other people who were doing that. I think there were <laughs> another much there more were successful better acts. voices for reggae than the police. Than the three white <clears throat> boys from England, Regatta de Blanc. Yeah. Um. But uh, they do influence a lot of other groups. Uh, one of you know, and again, one of the uh, since I have to tie everything back to Rush. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> they were listening to a lot of uh, they were listening to a lot of the police when uh, when they were doing their '80s stuff, and you can hear that in some of the you can hear that especially in Signals. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I th- I think the police are good enough, and and I say this almost disparagingly. They're <laughs> the sum of their parts. I think is weaker than their parts. Like, I think each of these musicians is so strong that they possibly could have achieved infinitely more as a band if they weren't just dickheads to each other constantly. (laughs) And that's the sad... I mean, that's the sad thing. Um, 
is maybe we could have gotten more if they hadn't had as many disagreements, but they were pulling in different ways. Um, and it's so, it's so interesting seeing sting so become so deflating. And I mean, deflating in that he, he shifted to much more mellow. Music. Oh yeah. The dude like, used to play almost sometimes punk music, like, again, now like he's playing edgeless music. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like he, it's just weird. I don't, shit. I, and I don't mean to be down on it too much, but this, I mean, I think I love the police. They rock. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, looking back, I'm glad I did a re-listen. Like I didn't really change my mind on a lot of it, but there are some parts of it that I definitely changed my mind on. Like, I think I have a, so, at least a yeah. slightly more positive outlook on the police as a band. And I, I specifically going to say of all of, uh, I was, was going to say of all our music episodes, is there any that you came out at least for the ones of my picks? Is there any that you've come out, uh, like, liking more than when you went in oh god no you always pick people that want to have 55 minute long albums <laughs> i ain't got that kind of not this time. i ain't got that kind of time derek i got time, I got for, that. time for that um i don't know who have we done so far for you we did budgie we did yes i was already mostly a fan of yes so that didn't really go anywhere Metallica kind of. we both kind really. of agreed on metallica though um let's see budgie Weird Al. I already loved Weird Al. You aren't going to change my mind. <laughs> I think in what I'm like half and half on on your stuff. I still, I honestly still keeping Mayor Hawthorne in my I told uh, you, man, once once you get those digs in a couple of times, and if you check out some of his side projects, they're pretty strong too. Um, Sturgill Simpson just put out a bluegrass cover album that he only covers his own songs. <laughs> That was yeah, it's pretty I good. A couple of those, I kind of did. Yeah, it. he's uh, apparently going hard in the bluegrass paint right now, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm okay with this. This dude can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> That's what he's done. Yeah, he's done whatever the hell he wants. I think I think that was the one that I I may have surprised you the most with. That was the most pleasant surprise. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of go back and listen on that one, but uh. So that's it for the police. Um, give them a go. If you haven't really like dug into the police before and you really only know them for the radio hits, like I would, I would absolutely recommend to listen. They to might it. honestly be the most like canonical band. Oh God! As in, yeah. like if you look at, as in if you look at like if you look at it of like, of like big acts that we've covered. I mean, them and Metallica probably. It's close. I think Metallica has a little bit of more of a story to. They've got more of a story for yeah. sure. A little more. I, I mean, Metallica has been. They're still going, which is the whack yeah. thing. Not whack. You know, it's kind of whack. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> they're still making, you know, halfway decent music. Yeah. For almost 40 years later. Yeah, Jesus. which is no, not too many people can say that. <laughs> Very few. It's like it's like at the beginning of the year, I was like, man. Ozzy Osbourne's still alive and he makes and his music's still, you know, pretty solid, which 50 years later, I don't know anybody else who can say no, that. No, I mean, you've got what? The Grateful Dead and half of them are dead. Maybe the Beach Boys? Uh, do they still tour? I don't know. I guess the Beach Boys, but half of them are dead. Uh and the and the the lead ones an asshole. Well, I mean, that's true of a lot of those bands. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess they would be like 50. Uh, 50 more, I would imagine. 
Good Vibrations came out. I guess Deep Purple might still be touring. Yes is still touring. Yes, yeah, but I don't bit. think Yes will ever stop touring until they all die. I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing. So um, if you haven't listened to The Police, at least not in depth, um, give the albums a run through. It's worth it. I, I don't, like, I don't think any less of them. You want to pick a couple to sample real quick? <clears throat> um, King of Pain, Canary and Coal Mine, and Truth Hits Everybody. Message in a Bottle, Demolition Man, and uh, I'm going to pick Next to You. Really? All right, all right. I think my wild card on that one would probably be Synchronicity, too. But it's also not a... Maybe throw in, like, yeah, to get an idea of their later stuff, just do Every Breath You Take. Oh, God. You, I don't, you don't need to listen to it. You've already heard it. Yeah, pro- unfortunately. Yeah. We're fortunate. All right, that's it from us. <laughs> You've heard it too well, much. Uh, we'll be throwing this one up pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. So uh, uh, thanks for listening, guys.